Hello and welcome to The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I'm BJ Ryan. Here with me is Terry Layton, the Perth racing guru. Terry. Hello, Bernard. It's good to be here. Good to see you again, mate. Uh, twice in two days. It is getting a bit much, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, yes, yeah, so episode four of The One One. We've just finished the Tab Touch Masters series with the Group One Wait for Age Kingston Town Classic on Saturday. What was your thoughts on the race itself and how did you go on the day? Uh, the race itself, probably not the most exciting Group 1. I think most of us build it as the, the race of the carnival. I think we discussed it last week on the uh, the 1-1. One, one. Um, but it uh, didn't probably quite live up to, to those standards. It was run at a pretty slow tempo. Uh, I think Pete actually alluded to the fact that if Galo Chob got in front, he's um, Johnny Allen's quite a defensive, not defensive jockey, he just controls. Yeah, conservative yeah. In, in regards to tempo and that, that that proved to be the case. Nothing really took him on. There was a few horses that maybe could have, they, a few jockeys that maybe could have shown a little bit of initiative, I thought, and, and changed the complexion of the race. But um, the fence became pretty strong by that point. I think the first four in running were one, two, three, four on the fence. That's right. Yeah. Very close to it. So um yeah well well done to kc it was a it was a nice win and, and it was a tough win still even though uh steve gave her a, a 10 out of 10 ride but uh as far as an aesthetically pleasing race going or a classic as i said yesterday it definitely wasn't a kingston town classic beach yeah the um she's an outstanding philly kc won the burgess queen um was huge in the um uh, the champion Phillies, and then probably should have won or could have won the the WA Guineas. So uh, she should, should have won the Guineas. Yeah, yeah. So she um she was a deserved winner. Landed got, got don't get me wrong, got lots of advantages from Dick gate Dave, one. Dick Dave could have had that spot, couldn't he? Perhaps. Jumped, jumped in front. Like the rail was there to be had. But in saying that, Joey found the back of Tuscan Queen. So we couldn't be disappointed with the ride. He he rode it well. Yeah, and uh, it was good to see the 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 quality weight for age visitors galo chop and best of days perform so well which hopefully uh helps encourage people to come back for this race and also the you know it's hard not to speak about super stormy just looks like a real like a real bona fide star yeah moving, moving forward um let's let's be honest like he really doesn't even know what he's doing just mm. yet it was huge in the deadway guineas huge again um in the kingston town on Saturday and um, like a you know, young, like a young Dusty Martin do you think if he gets his head right he could be anything could be anything mm. yeah he's got that much talent um, maybe in a perfect world um, you know holds KC's back and makes things very interesting late so he ran well but outside of that there were some nice Perth Cup trials wasn't there Terry Certainly was, yeah. I think uh, Regal Power, despite the weight that uh, he's likely to get, was was the pick of the race by a long way. Uh, Mississippi Delta was also a, a really um, nice nice run for uh, a mare that's not suited at, uh, at weight for age level at this stage of her career. And probably Star Exhibit, I thought, went okay as well. Gadding went nicely. Just all the a lot of the ones you'd expect to go well at weight for age went, went well at weight for age. But um, outside of the first couple, Regal Power was run the race by a long way. Good. And uh, from a punting point of view, up, down, indifferent, square, what, 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 was, your, what was your final, it would final have, read on the day? It would have been a winning day for me personally, but I, um, I went into the day a fair way down due to, I don't record my futures bets until the day of the futures, so I started the day neg X amount because of um, Windstorm, obviously, mm. the much hyped Windstorm. We obviously backed that all the way down from 50s to 6s, so um, our commiserations to the, every single person I spoke to told me they had to 
fifteen dollars, twenty six dollars plus about um, Tuscan, Tuscan Queen. Queen. So yeah. commiserations to uh, to everyone involved with the uh, the early markets there. It's uh, there's nothing more thrilling, I reckon, than backing a horse a month out. Then it all comes down to a, a minute and a half or two minutes on uh, on race day. So yeah, well, Santa Brianna was a, was a good find. He uh, she was good enough to get over the top yes. of uh, Massimo, yes, which was my bet of the day. Uh, so yes. well well done, Terry. Uh, but yeah, I just felt I got sucked into a cerise and white white vortex on Saturday. <laughs> and when I was finally we discussed this last when, week, when actually. I was finally able to sort of claw my way out of it sentimental gift wins the last so <laughs> you wanted to stay in it didn't you just for one more race so yeah no um, look i thought it was a um santa brianna and beautiful mind were the the two which yeah, sort of um yeah. saved a bit of face on the day i really liked the run of um just in the first one that not many people will touch on around the quickest last two was starfield impact uh for our mates i just always like to bring up magic mike and i don't know if we're going to get another chance today but um, yeah, I like uh, going forward to the the Caracato. It would be uh, it'd be something for the podcast. Yeah, it's, if, a, it's uh, a really really smart yeah, feeling, isn't yeah. she? And, um, bungled the start, got sort of speared on straightening, um, and they know, walked as well. Walked so, mid race, yeah. should have won really. So uh, nice little. Uh, Philly uh, moving forward for for Magic Mike. Hundred percent. I know you want to touch on the um, the Adam Durant runner, which fell in in the second as well. Well, let's be honest. I mean, imagine if Super if Silk and Ice had a in this race, the uh, the margin would have been more like five lengths rather than six point seven lengths. So, um, sort of. Uh, made a case for silk and eyes for people who who were listening last week and but this will test you just made everything including myself appear a little bit silly on saturday with a quite astonishing front running performance which has tongues wagging nationwide adam durant was on every racing show imaginable on monday morning discussing the future of, of this boom four-year-old mm. mare uh, all the data suggests that she's the real deal um, Adam is convinced that she's one of the best horses, or if not the best sprinter, he's put a saddle on. Everything points towards we've we've unveiled a, perhaps the next star of West Australian racing. What, what are your thoughts, Terry? I agree with everything you've just said. Let's keep her sound and let's see how she goes. I always have some concerns about these sprinters that just jump and run, and especially one that took uh, this long to have her first start, four-year-old, I think. Four-year-old, yeah. yeah. So yep. let's just keep her sound and, and let's see where she goes. Just from a raw talent point of view, exciting uh, yeah. and explosiveness. Like, let's okay. In the in recent in recent history, West Australia has produced Group One winning sprinters, even international winning sprinters, Scenic Blast and Miss Andretti. Haylist. Uh, follow up. Follow that up with with a horse like Haylist, who was a champion. He just happened to be in the uh, in the wrong era, running up against. Haylist been a Group One. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he went on Newmarket, yeah. yeah. Definitely did, yeah. Um, and then um, we've had um, Shidel go across and win a Group 1, and then in more recent times, Vega Magic. Like, this is as odd as it sounds. All those horses um, were stars from, from day one, but this, this the explosiveness that this horse showed um, suggests that, you know, who, who knows? Sky, is, sky really is the limit for this horse. And um, I could be sitting across from a new... Part owner is that is is that correct, Terry? Would you uh, like to fill the listeners in on? No, no, not really. No, I don't really want to fill anybody in. Oh, uh, we'd had a couple of um, profies as you do on during the uh, Tab Touch Master Series, 
And uh, now we were uh, hanging out with um, one of the owners. I'll keep his name. Uh, and he said he told me, he just happened to mention, oh, I've probably got a little bit more of this than I, uh, than I actually want, percentage-wise ownership. So straight away, my ears have pricked up and I've gone, oh, hang on, can I snare, uh, can I snare something off? And I'm pretty sure I made an absorbent offer um, at about 6, 7 p.m., which uh, I think- I think, I think probably, you valued her at about $10 million. I think, yeah, no, I think I got his valuation down to about 700,000 actually, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's, let's hope he's forgotten about that offer. I'm pretty sure we shook hands as well. So if she uh, comes out and wins her next start by 12 again, I might remind him of that and hope, and hope that a, uh, a handshake's binding. We could, uh, we could be receiving an invoice uh, yeah. in, in email in, in the next, next couple of I'm weeks. I'm forwarding half it onto you as well. Um, yeah, and, and just, just a really interesting tip. This also has got a really fascinating backstory. Um, uh, just how it was really wayward and, and very hard to handle as a young horse and had some um, leg issues as well. But interestingly, uh, Albany, um, the, the land of milk and honey, as they like to call it, is, is divided um, amongst uh, enemy lines based on uh, the two football teams which live directly across the road from each other, which are literally separated by a street. They are uh, Royals Football Club and um, Railways Tigers Football Club. Half the ownership are railways and half the ownership, are, roughly half the ownership are royals. So they've put their fierce um, differences aside and come together in the ownership of, of this horse. So the town of Albany was certainly rocking when um, <laughs> I could imagine. when uh, uh, this will test you bolted in at Ascot on Saturday. So um, fiercest of rivals on the football field, but they've come together uh, for this potential superstar. This will test you. Um, she was a real highlight on the last day of the Tab Touch Masters Series. Um, Terry and I joined Pete Antonitz uh, from the mailbag um, on, a, on, a, on the deep dive on a review of all things West Australian racing uh, yesterday. So if you want to catch that, jump on Twitter at, at the mailbag or, or Pete Antonitz on, on Twitter. There's some YouTube videos of our, our lids on uh, discussing uh, WA Racing in depth. Radio heads. Radio heads. Mm. And, Pod- um, podcast heads. Podcast heads, yeah, exactly. Uh, so there was... and, and f- you know, our discussions were following on from a pretty heavy uh, cycle of um, power brokers getting on Tab Radio earlier this week. Um, Grant Burns, David Hunter, and, and Dave Dave Houston from Magic Millions were all on in the last few days, uh, doing a recap of the Masters and also the future of West Australian racing. So there's plenty to be discussed, and it feels like all our all the cards are on the table at the moment from a future future point of view of west australian racing where are we going where are we heading what are we doing well and what needs to be improved upon uh so if you want to see our thoughts on a few of that sort of get on twitter stuff, get on twitter get on youtube see our see our stuff there we won't get caught up um in the minutiae of all that on uh, today's podcast uh, because we want to crack the magical 60-minute mark today, Terry. We do. And with only eight races. I'm keeping my responses to two words or less. Yeah, uh, with only eight races, I think we're, I think we have a chance. So we can. Get on the unders, punters. Um, also, we've, we've tabled our discussion regarding the Perth Cup for, for next week and, and the week leading into the Perth Cup. So uh, we'll continue trying to uh, unpack the Perth Cup and, and the future of, of, of um, one of our great races. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Okay, it's time to mention our wonderful sponsors and supporters of the podcast, Terry. Market City Meats, uh, Timmy Hewitt from Market City Meats. Go, on, go in and visit visit Terry, uh, uh, Timmy, sorry, he's located in the uh, Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Um, so Market City Meats is the sponsor of the popular, the very popular Get Out Steaks. 
Um, dead heat. And there was a dead heat. Uh, they were uh, the judge was unable to separate Benny Armstrong and Sean Nichols. Both those and Timmy generously offered uh, to provide both those guys with uh, with some beautiful steaks. Good steak. Amelia Park steaks. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners about? What your thoughts on the steaks? Were oh, good you steak. Them up, you good know? steak. Yeah, no, I had one last week. Very good. Um, best ever that I've cooked myself. I actually said that. Um, obviously, I'm obliged to say that, but uh, no, good steak. Happy. Good, happy. Good. Yeah. So um, just re- just remind everyone the get out steaks is uh, pick the winner of the last race as well as a decimal margin. You can at us, the 11 pod on Twitter with your suggestion. We'll remind you prior to race eight during the preview. And not forgetting... Uh, Ian O'Connor from the Mundaring Hotel, the Mundaring Hotel located in Jack- Jacoby Street. Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Last week, uh, Brad Ovens was crowned the weekly WA Racing Mastermind. He was the only person to get all three questions that were Kingston Town Classic. Say Brad Ovens was uh, running hot last week, wasn't he? He was running mm. very hot. Mm. The sticking point was how many winners... Uh, Bob Peters and the Cerise and White had had of the race. Brad nailed it with five. So he has got a $100 gift voucher in the post heading his way. Uh, he can head to the Mundaring Hotel catch up with the publican Butchie Ian O'Connor for a frothy flutter and a feed. Um, so this week's Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mind, we have three quiz questions. So just a reminder that all quiz questions get direct message to us on twitter we are also actually on facebook now terry so uh we will do some promoting on facebook as well for all those people who aren't on twitter which is good we love technology cross platform so we have three questions this week save them for before the race oh we'll go now just quickly just quickly so three questions uh towton cup is on this saturday so we've got a towton cup flavor three questions here we go question one who rode 2001 Towton Cup winner Cardinal Colours blast from the past there. Question two, who is the current trainer of 2018 Towton Cup winner Capo Dioro? And this is one for the history buffs. This is a real mastermind question, this one, Terry. You'll love this. Question three, George Towton, the the, the race, the, 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 the man, the race is named after, uh, affectionately known as the King back in the day. So King George Towton. Um, he is the only person in Perth, Perth Cup history to own, train, and ride a Perth Cup winner. We want to know what was that horse's name. So if you can provide the answers to those three questions, you will be crowned this week's WA Racing Mastermind, courtesy of the Mundaring. Toughies this week, Beach. Very tough. If you want to be the mastermind, you've got to earn it. Terry. Yeah, you certainly do. You certainly do. So again, we're shooting for the 60-minute mark. Um, for all those stayers among us, uh, stick around after the Ascot preview for we have horses to follow as well as our top-notch trialers segments. We actually plucked one uh, horses to follow last Sunday at Pinjarra. Uh, pub roll pub roll $14 so for everyone who got out to a bigger price late too okay. I took some of the earlies and it got out even yeah kept going so so yeah if there's there's a there's a few nuggets of gold splashed around after the preview so stick around for the uh, um, for for these uh, horses to follow and the, the trial form as well and as a special added bonus on this bumper Towton Cup edition of the 1-1 Terry what can you tell us uh, can you give us a little snippet of what you can do for us late 
on the podcast. Oh, I'm pretty excited about uh, Albany this way, the land of milk and honey, as you uh, described it earlier, um, Beach. So um, for those that listened before 1 p.m., I'm heading to the cricket at Optus Stadium on Friday, and I reckon I'll be sneaking off to the uh, to the local tab to uh, watch a couple um, at Albany who I think will go around at big prices and who I think will win. So for those that listen pre-midday Friday, um, let's hope we can get a pre-weekend fill-up um, for everybody. Exciting stuff. And also, I get the feeling that uh, one of our very favorite trainers, uh, yes. Sir Desmond. Sir Desmond, yes. Might be in the mix for. He, he might be. Okay, but. He might be. Friend, it, the friend of the podcast. Friend of the po- and we'll keep our powder dry at the moment. So, are we ready, Terry? Yes, let's get into it. Okay, we head to, to Ascot again, uh, Saturday the 14th of December, Tartan Cup Day. Eight races. We did have nine scheduled. There was a Phillies and Mares. Wait for age race, oddly enough. Um, it didn't um, receive enough acceptors and it was deleted from the program. So we've got a flat eight. Um, initial thoughts on the final fields, Terry? I am not all that excited, Beach, from a, a betting point of view or a depth point of view or a quality point of view. Value, uh, value point of view? No, not mm. much value either. We've only got the three run, uh, three races with 10 runners or more. Mm. Um, I think this is probably just a, a byproduct of everybody wanting to have a runner during the Tab Touch Masters series. And now uh, that's all over. A few of them have gone away and have gone for a spell or whatnot. And the, also with the hotter weather, I think uh, maybe a couple of stables are a bit... Um, circumspect on running their horses and just looking after them a little bit more in this type of weather so uh no not a meeting i'm too excited about but there is one or two throughout the day um that i think we can find some value for and uh, steer the uh the punters into a uh, winner beach okay so we're recording at 10 30 a.m on thursday so we've got 40 degrees today 40 to 1, uh, 41 degrees in Perth tomorrow and then 40 on Saturday. It's hot. Uh, it's warmish, yeah. So as a result, the the um, the start has been pushed back to a 2.24 start. Um, quickly touch on the seven-metre rail position, hot weather. The, the There doesn't appear to be the easterlies, um, the strong easterlies that are usually um, mixed up with the, the hot hot days in, in Perth and at Ascot Racecourse. So um, my view is is a pretty fair fair playing field. I think so, yeah, especially as the day progresses. I think it'll, because um, it's a twilight meeting again, it's a 2.24 start. So um, I'm just allowing for a fair track. But in saying that, it it never surprises me how it can play against uh, our pre-meet predictions. So allowing for a fair track, looking at tempo speed, uh, speed map, related um running to the races but i'm um yeah hopeful that'll be a fair track beach yeah and as we always say pattern uh, adapt and um and uh be quick on your feet during the day and and you'll get rewarded so exactly right okay let's do it okay race one is for three rods the thoroughbred breeders award plate uh not a bad little field actually 1200 meters terry would you like to kick things off yeah, this looks like a race in three bead. I'm happy narrowing it down to the three horses who I'm sure we well in the market. Um, speed map wise, I think the interesting uh, part of this race, and it will probably determine whether Boomtastic can win this or not, is whether um, uh, he he or she 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 whether she can hold out Mia um, Dolce who'll be coming across. I think the instructions will be pretty clear from Simon Miller to Chloe. Um, we want you to lead this race. We think you're a better horse when you're out in front. And I also think the instructions on Mia Dolce might be 
we know you run a 1200, but probably not as strong 1200 as a thousand. So don't go mad out in front. So I'm expecting Boom has to get up to hold up from Mia Dolce. Early on in the day, it tends to suit, especially it's going to be 40 degrees. That's going to be red hot at that, at that stage of proceedings. I mean, it does tend to suit horses that are out in front. So I definitely think Boontastic can, can lead throughout. But Silken Eyes and Levitate map. Um, well, they don't, I don't know how well they map. I think you'll find that Silken Eyes has ridden quieter. We saw last start in a class one at Bunbury. Um, she actually rolled forward and sat outside, um, outside of the leader. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if that's his go. Uh, I think he's a lot better horse, and his best runs have been when chasing. Uh, we saw that behind Massimo a couple of starts ago, and we saw that uh, when he knocked off Drink What You Like um, a well, about a month and a half ago. So I think he goes back, and I think Levitate then finds his back. In saying that, Levitate um, is a horse who I think they want ridden on speed, but just simply doesn't uh, doesn't turn up out of the gates. So. He's one that could roll forward, could go back, but I think those three are, are the strong three in the mix and they'll, they should be running a clear trifecta, but I lean to levitate, but at the current prices, there's no way I'm having a bet at, um, at even money beach. So I'll probably leave this race alone. Yeah, I levitate uh, is my on top selection. Um, when I uh, released my preview this morning, um, the leg up on Oz Race, I'd levitate on top from Silken Eyes and Boomtastic. So share your thoughts on the three major winning chances. It all comes down to, to the map, doesn't it? Does if, if Mia Dolce does happen to push forward and lead, then then Levitate can land outside leader. That's um, the yes, exactly. That, that's right. the, that's the this the start's gonna be the, the pivotal part of this race. Levitate uh was huge late over a thousand. Gives the impression that the twelve hundred is more his go. Pike replacing Chris Parnham after he was probably he really was a good thing beat the other day. He was, but what did you think? I thought Elite Street probably hit the line just as well. And Kieran McAvoy rode him that day, and he sat three deep the trip. I know that that he was back to a thousand, and that didn't suit. He, the twelve hundred meters does look right up his alley, probably even a little bit further. But I, I, I watched that again at the time because I was on as well, Beige, and I, mm. I thought at the time, oh, this is a moral beaten, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. I watched it again. I thought Elite Street was probably the more impressive of the uh, the two runs. I think they were entitled to run on sort of as they did. So, um, yeah, I found this a hard race to get a real strong gauge on or a confident okay. gauge on. Yeah, so I'm I'm operating through Levitate, but I was sort of hoping for high twos, maybe $3, which may happen on the day. At the moment, it's um, his, his um, markets are out at the moment and the best – best going is 220 which which is a bit thin thin for me um so um you know com- comparatively silken eyes is probably the the value at, at at 460 at the moment i had them fairly evenly marked on my markets um so yeah i think uh hopefully levitate can can push out a little bit further in the market and then he'll be a bet but uh at the current state of current state of the markets silken eyes is probably the 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 value uh, marginally so i think i think levitate will win silken eyes is is the biggest danger boomtastic's a pretty smart filly who was a bit stiff in the in the placid arc, so she'll have admirers as well but my um, my gut feel levitate on top yep me too levitate on top but uh want to be shopping close to three to one Race two, over 1,800 metres, 72 plus. Um, Tab touch, better your bet handicap, Better Terry. your bet, exactly right. We always like to better our bet, Beach. Uh, mate, no real strong opinion here, to be honest. I think um, it'll come down to the best ride on the day. Expecting Harry Thomas to lead uh, with the roughy boom and bust to come across on his outside. Prince Turbo will land in the 1-1. 
Love beach, it. the one one. Uh, Son of Bacchus on the back of uh, Harry Thomas, which will probably be the spot to be with Berman Bus stopping on the bend. That should probably mean that Prince Turbo, even though it's got barrier two, will probably have to come around. Probably have to make a, an early move. Mm. I'm expecting to see Berman Bus probably gone a fair way out because I don't think it's anywhere near this level, clearly. Um, and Royal Command could then be three back the fence with Pike making runs. It'll come down to luck. I'm happy taking on Jet Affair from the barrier. I think it'll be behind them and... I'm not sure how Joey goes about winning it um, from that position. Uh, Arctic Stream will go back to last. Is also um, it's, it's winnable again for Arctic Stream, but my concern is that everything suited last week and um, Peter Nucky rode um, him a treat when having the final crack, but no real strong opinion here. Beige, I think the winner comes from Royal Command or Prince Turbo, but it will come down to the best ride, and at three or four to one, I've, I've got no interest. Yeah, it's a, a very interesting tricky little race isn't it um royal command just completely forget he went around the other day three wide no cover in a fast 1800 meter race uh with the junior rider on board not his go pike back on board makes a huge difference and, and the markets responded to that this morning with him opening um opening favorite i uh i have him on on top his best for me his best is better than the rest uh, but he does have 60 kilos and um, and last prep he sort of built into into his campaign and he got better better with racing if he if he's at his top I think he will win um, yeah he's he had a, a peak performance 1800 meter victory at Ascot around this time last year where he, he just dismantled horses like Miracle Man and I think even Taxigano and, and those sorts of horses were finished behind him on that day as well so at his peak Royal Command is the best horse in this race. Adam Durant, William Pike, um, and 3.30, around the 3.30 mark at the moment is, I had him marked 3.50. So um, that's not too bad. Harry Thomas is um, career best form. Hard to fault him. He's he's gonna find the front and um, and try to and look to control the race from there. He's racing racing really well. Prince Turbo uh, won this track and distance last start as well in a lower grade. He, um, 55 kilos, he's well in. Um, the, only, the only change here is that Paul Harvey, who has ridden him to victory's last three starts, has been replaced by a back-in-form Clint Johnston-Porter. So, you know, and also Son of Bacchus, he can win as well. So there are many, many variables and many winning chances in this race. I'm, I'm thinking Royal Command, as I said, is the best horse in the race from a talent point of view if he turns up he will win i'm looking for 350 and above on the day if not um i'm not sure i'll be looking at getting involved in any any of the others so royal command hoping for a price on race day sounds good to me beige a couple of uninspiring events to kick off the day isn't it yeah and um, a, lot of, a lot of them are sort of best ride wins speed map wins and you, a lot of stuff you can't really um predict all that well it's yeah it's just luck on the day and and the prices sort of dictate that so it's um probably really best to stay out of the early couple unless you maybe do get a price for levitate or royal command late yeah and pike pike to start the start the day as well like last week i think i had him about riding five and he won two uh so um but he you know we know the wizard he can he can bank the wins uh, uh on the day so um he can he can easily ride ride four or five um if things fall his way, he's uh, he's just uh, the best in the business. So, um, Pike Pike to start the day. Race three, the Desonia Handicap, 1,000 metres for the 72-plus brigade. Um, Terry? 
Uh, oh, this is a really interesting race, Beach. Essential Spice is the best performed horse by um, by some distance in this race. I mean, uh, her wins last campaign over Pims Royale and around horses like Floyd Shinju and stuff, they were absolutely dynamite, weren't they? Absolutely dynamite. The Sammers Dat form floating through yeah, there as well. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I'm expecting they'll probably um, see how she progresses uh, this campaign, but they've, they've shown a bit of a penchant to travel. So I think if there's, um, there isn't a race in Perth um, in the coming months, they, they, they will even be probably willing to chuck her on a plane and see how she goes but i'm gonna take her on first up beach i'm 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 taking her on purely um on the jockey as well um chris graham is, is riding pretty well since he's um settled in perth but i still think on a horse like this where you've got to go back um you've got to put her to sleep you have to find the right runs no matter how good she is you, you still need to you still need to ride her well and especially fresh um and i've just got some question marks on whether he'll be able to produce um the right ride but I'm going to tip probably probably close to my best of the day. Uh, if, if it was maybe 1,100, 1,200, it would be a clear best of the day. Is a Simon Miller trained plutocracy. Uh, replay watchers would have uh, noted his last start when he had absolutely no luck behind Guns of Navarone, along with several other runners who held up the entirety of the straight. William Pike replaces Chris Parnham. And from the barrier, uh, in a race really lacking much speed outside of Copper Fury, he can probably land outside a Copper Fury here or let Rebel Yell come across. And land in the? 1-1. One, one. The 1-1. One, one. Exactly yeah. right, Beige. So really happy um, having something on Plutocracy. I've marked him favourite. Anything above 3-1, to one, um, I'm happy having a few bucks on. There's other chances in this, Beige, but um, yeah, I'm really happy being on Plutocracy at $3 plus, and I'll probably call that in a day that doesn't have a really strong best, probably my best of the day. Good. Very firm stuff from Terry. Race 3. Uh Simon A. Miller in the past has been very renowned for getting his horses wound up uh, for a first up assault. Uh, in in more recent times, he's become more like second up Simon, really, hasn't he? So, um, mm. plutocracy second up. Um, just had a, basically had a barrier trial uh, first up the other day. So, yeah, he's um, pike on, um, good draw, ticks plenty of boxes. Um, I can see exactly where you're going there, Terry. Essential Spice is the uh, clearly, as Terry said, the, the best, the most exciting, and the, probably the horse with the most upside in the race from a talent perspective. We've uh, marked this race a bit differently, haven't we, Beach? I like a good, uh, I like a good uh, contrasting opinion. So I'm getting a bit distracted as well because I'm trying to get on one in the fifth. I'll give you a little bit of a heads up, Beach. Pretty excited about one in the fifth today. So I've just, uh, I've just managed to get on something as the odds come out. So oh, just, uh, just to stay tuned. I'm quite excited about a price that's gone up. But, watch uh, this space. Watch this space. What have you marked so this race? Central Spice, 270 Plutocracy, $4. That yeah, was, that so was my I'm game. basically in reverse. Yep. So very interesting stuff. I reckon our head-to-head battles recently, I've got you I've got you just in front, I reckon, Beige, recently. So I'm looking to peg one back off you here. Okay. Okay, well, this could be the race. Yeah, Central Spice. I can see exactly where you're going. First up, um, uh, junior rider on board who's never ridden in a race before, and I, I didn't even ride her in, in her trial the other day. But, yeah, I, I just saw well, – was pretty, everyone saw how, how good she was last prep and how good she is um, and the, the engine that she has under the hood. So, for me, if she – I don't necessarily think she has to be ridden all that cold, so she might even be following – I think she has led in her races in the past. She might even be fl- following plutocracy in running. Her closing speed is so sharp that if if the track's playing fair, she can peel off plutocracy on straightening and maybe get over the top of him late. I think uh, I think people will have 
very similar viewpoints to you, Terry. And um, I think he'll start. He'll start favourite. Plutocracy. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, um, so yeah, there you go. You can even back plutocracy early and maybe chip away at essential spice late, something like that. But um, but for me, I I think that if essential spice is on plutocracy's hammer, that this filly has the closing speed to zap him late. They are the two winning chances. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can make a case for, for a couple of others, but zeroing in on those two. Terry's gone plutocracy over the top of essential spice. I've gone for the reverse match race. Let's see how we go, Terry. I love it, Beach. I love it. A good head-to-head battle. Uh, the fourth of the day, where we get to see Barracky Beats go around on the Saturday once again. It just really warms my heart seeing uh, our old favourite. In all fairness to Joanne Leeson, um, he's going really well. I mean, he's finishing... A reasonable uh, whack off the uh, the leaders, but that's been listed group three, listed group three at his last four. So back to this grade, oh, we were just uh, commenting on the early markets that uh, Tab Touch went up with at eight a.m. He was actually shortened from his seventeen dollar quote, so you would have got a price about somebody backing him early at seventeen dollars in a seventy two plus, wouldn't you? So on its own, um, well, Beige, one of our horses to follow, and I, don't, I think everyone's following, and not just us two was um, was not to be missed, and I think with normal luck here. Um, I think you'll see a lot more patient pike ride here as well um, with the speed from Barricky Beats, with the speed from Aldala, Maginica, even Heartstart will kick up and probably hold the back of, um, of Barricky Beats. Um, but with all that speed in the race, I think Pike will be happy being a lot more circumspect. Um, probably have an idea of track pattern as well by the, the fourth race of the day. And he's going to be short, but he should go back and he should be able to zap these. I'm, I'm not going to get interested um, at sub $2, Beach. This is um, going from a 60 plus or a, a West Speed final to a, a race uh, of this nature, a 72 plus. And a lot of these are dropping out of group threes and have been racing in far harder company. Despite the strength of the win, I, I do want to, I do want to be a bit, uh, a bit cautious in taking, um, in taking red odds. So we're going to stay out unless we can get over uh, over even money. But um, the runner that probably provides some value at the moment, and I've just given the, the jockey a little bit of a whack in the last, um, is Superior Smile. Arguably a better run than Arctic Stream um, at his last outing. Uh, draws three, gets in with 52 and a half. If, if Chris can just park up just behind the speed here. This horse is going really, really nicely. Um, Royal Command could make his form look even better if he wins earlier in the day with the 60 kilos. So if you're looking for some value at around the eight, $9 mark each way, um, that's probably the way I'll go. So at this stage, I'm probably gonna stay out, but um, I, I will be considering an each way little um, spec on superior smile at something around the $10 mark beach, but not to be missed would be a clear on top selection. So um, what price you might rebel not? I, I'm pretty, you know me, I'm an, I'm an opinionated uh, so-and-so. Mm. I've got Rebel Knight. It was scratched last the week with lameness issues, I think. Uh, was that inflation? Uh, the tumor call of issues. One was scratched with the virus last week. One was scratched um, because it was lame. Okay. I can't remember which way it was, sorry. But I have marked Rebel Knight uh, 11 to 1. 1,100 meters up to 15. Pike to Lucy. There were too many negatives for me. I also see Barrier 1 as not necessarily being the best spot if they go mad, it might end up that Lucy is towing up a portion of the field from one. She can probably get heart starters back and be three the fence. I'm not convinced here. I'm not convinced. So I've marked her, um, him a fourth favourite at 11 to 1. Um, but I wouldn't be getting involved at, at any price, really, Rebel Knight, to be honest with you, Beige. it's For me, it's going to be not to be missed at $2 plus or a little each way spec on Superior Smile at nearly 10 to 1. 
Yeah, okay. So not to be missed for me, uh, marked him dollar eighty. Um, so yeah, don't quite quite dominant um, market position. Obviously, he's best available at the moment is a dollar is exactly that dollar eighty. Um, pattern will be interesting early in the day if if, if it's uh, if it's a bit leaderish early, there might be some layers willing to push special. Uh, sorry, not to be missed out beyond the even money mark. So we'll wait and see with that. I think he should just find a way to win regardless. Like his his performance in the West Speed Platinum Series final was one of the, I don't know, more remarkable victories of the Tab yeah. Touch uh, Masters Series. Yeah. Um, this horse is, is uh, rapidly running through the grades. Um, very exciting four-year-old. I expect him to be winning. Rebel Knight is, um, he's actually a really strong Ascot 1500 meter mm-hmm. profile. Uh, I agree with the negatives, which, which Terry mentioned before. Um, and also, I mean, I'm actually in, a, in agreement um, with Superior Smile as well. I actually uh, believe that he is the, he's the main danger to not to be missed. You flagged in our we, well. We flagged recently about the Ashmaley camp. Mm. Uh, you've been um, discussing it during the week. I have about they're just starting it's to not the right, yeah, it's just not the starting right to warm today. up. Oh, hundred percent. Starting, to, starting warm up. to warm up. Yeah. I reckon he might train the card soon, Beach. <laughs> um, yeah, probably not the run, the right race. Imaginica. I just I, I mentioned all the speed earlier. I didn't even bring her up. I mean, she's probably going to land in the one one. I'd mm. suggest from six, and she's a far better horse when she's allowed to jump and roll. So keep an eye on her. I think I didn't like her the ride last start from Damien Laney I think he thought she was under more pressure than she was pre-bend when he pulled the stick out it just to me it was a little bit of a lazy ride so I would wait for Maginica in a race where she can um, find the top and control the speed but I definitely think there's a win in her in her next uh, couple of starts badge no worries. Yeah, I'm just just double checking last week's stewards report and Rebel Knight correct lame in the in the near oh, pine, there you go. which is another red flag. Mm. Um, that's uh, bright. That's a bright red flag too, but yeah. So not to be missed. Very very smart horse, um, black type horse in the making. He looks the winner, and I, we're both leaning towards Superior Smile as the major danger. Spot on. That rhymed, actually, Page. Major danger. I like that. That's what we should have called the podcast, maybe. Major danger. Race five. Race five. Yeah, good. Let's move on from that. Uh, race five. Oh, a bit excited here, Page. actually. This is the only race where I've got a bit of enthusiasm going into it. It's the first leg of the quaddy. We might even kick you off with a, uh, a nice little long shot. What I like is a horse that I have never tipped in the past. It's been going around for a long time. Um, and it's, it's not, uh, you know, the old saying in horse racing, people say one of mine. I'm not big on that because I don't think you should have horses which are yours in general. You shouldn't have no uh, personal affiliations or... Uh, Objective, yeah. Yeah, you should be exactly right. That's the word I was after. Yeah. Thanks, Beach. Um, but this isn't one of mine, if we're going to use that terminology, um, and that is Sharp Bob. So Sharp Bob has had a very uh, unique sort of campaign. I think uh, Cliffy Howe has just been trying to figure out exactly... Um, where he fits in but I mean if you go back I'm very quickly going to run through his last five it was over the 1400 he's been renowned as a sprinter I mean his wins have been over 1000 and 1300 um, and he, he's been really renowned as a sprinter throughout his career um, but this campaign he's ran some really nice races over further um, three starts back when Proxy jumped and led throughout Ryan Hill got back to near last, um, and he was bolting on the line. He just couldn't get any run. He just couldn't get any clear running room. He's then gone to the Peters as a 64 rate of the Group Three. I mean, that was and he sat deep the trip. That was madness. Like forget, forget he went round in the horse race. 
He's come out uh, a fortnight ago um, when Harry Grace has surled him to get forward. He's then let Sophie Song cross, come to the outside of Sophie Song, and, and he's stuck on really well. He ran fourth of 16, only beaten um, 2.4. What I like here, Beach, and she is my favourite jockey to get horses that maybe don't win all that often up, uh, is the appointment of Jade McNaught. This horse will find lengths purely on her appointment. So from barrier four with the 55, yes, were you going to jump in? No, I was oh, just going to say fresh, you were leaning in. Fresh, fresh from a double at uh, Ascot. Yes, yes fresh, so. yeah, exactly. With Buddy, he's a gunslinger. Yeah. yeah. Been on heavy its last two. Anyway, we digress. I think inflation, Sophie's song, awesome as come, awesome as come across. I think she can tuck in um, just behind him. Yep. Uh, I, I don't think she needs to be all that far back. The 1800 probably is um, on his cusp. So I like the fact 16, that- 1600. Yeah, that was yep. last start, the yep. 1800. So I like the fact he's back to the mile here as well. Yep. I think he'll just tuck in. I think he's going a lot better than that. And I think he finds lengths for Jade. This isn't a deep field. I mean- we're going to be looking at horses like Shoeish, Friars, Fantasia, uh, Big Shot Paddy's five to one um, coming down from Geraldton. Inflation, I think, is close to equal favourite, jumping from a wide gate, coming runs. off a setback with a month between runs. This is a race really lacking depth and it's lacking winners. Mm. So um, I've marked Sharp Bob around the six, seven dollar mark. You can shop currently around the sixteen dollar mark. I believe in the classics beads, they say each way all day. Um, so I'm currently, my I'm not entirely certain how I'm going to play it because I do want to be on Shoeish too. Yep. Um, didn't like the ride from Damien Lane again last start. Thought he got lazy in behind. Pulled the stick when he was up a horse's ass. I, I didn't understand if he wanted the horse to jump it or what, what his intentions were at that point. So um, pike back on, up to the mile. This is a horse that does know how to win. Uh, three wins from eight starts. Like the fact that it'll just be, it'll get the cheap run in behind them. Um, so I'll probably be looking at a win bet, Shoeish 460, and a win bet, Sharp Bob 16 to 1. But uh, Sharp Bob, the value, um, Beige, excited, bullish, okay. enthusiastic. Excellent. Um, now, um, for me, I landed on Fry's Fantasia on top. Um, as mentioned in previous podcasts, I've been accused of tipping this horse. Too many times, too often, but I'm back on board. And uh, maybe if she doesn't get up, it might have to be um, never again type setup for for BJ punters. We've said so, that a few times, haven't we? Never again. Never again. Mm. But um, but this looks does look set up really nicely for Fry's Fantasia. Finished behind, not to be missed. And um, Lacevinsky in the West Speed Series final was a really good run when ridden by Damien Oliver. Joey has a party from three. We'll be able to keep her. Um, in a in um, in a comfort zone, probably midfield or a touch worse, um, following some some chances. The only issue that I have at the moment is price. I'd like to s currently um, around the four sixty mark. Was hoping for for a bit better than that to tell you, to, to be to be honest. So hopefully it pushes out. I, I wouldn't mind waiting to if she gets out to six dollars, probably mm -hmm. five fifty six dollars, probably a bit at the moment, a bit skinny. What do you think about the market? Looks very hard to decipher where it'll come. Yep. I mean, you've got at the moment you've got four horses which are basically within a dollar vying for favoritism. Yep. Big shot Paddy coming down from Jero. Inflation with the setbacks. Shoeish, who I mean, while I was not thrilled with the run last start was also probably a little disappointing when it did get out sophie's song who's got drawn the widest gate will go forward and then the one you just tipped in fryer's fantasia who's a nonny so mm. it's it's a really hard market to know where the money's going to come in, yeah. in that sense isn't it which is why my second option mm -hmm. um 
is a horse that I've got a bit of time for. Um, I think you do too, Terry. I do. He is, this is, he's racing out of his grade, a touch was, but this horse is called Barramagic. Now he, um, I don't, I don't know if he is racing out of his grade. He might not be. Because I reckon that run behind My Fair Valentine, who obviously had the KC and Tuscan Queen form, sort of stacks up. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be looking at playing Fry's Fantasia at the price that I'm looking for, but also I'm, I'm, I'm keen to have a little nibble at Barra Magic. Also, was. Nice horse in the making, was really, really brave the other day when second, carrying 60 kilos at Northern, was five, six deep for, for a lot of the last 700, 800 metres of that race, and he ran into a pretty smart horse in my fair Ballantyne on that day. Drops down to, um, drops four kilos down to 56. Clint Johnston-Porter, CJP in the saddle. We like CJP, We like we? CJP. Uh, so for me... Fry's Fantasia, if I can get around the six dollars, will be will be a play, and I'm and I'm thinking Barra Magic could be the other option for me also. I like that beach. Barra Magic's definitely a quaddy horse, and um, at thirteen to one, it's over my price as well. So you could just about structure it to um yeah to find a play on it as well. But uh, Barra Magic, sharp Bob, bit of value in the first leg of the quaddy beach. Excellent, excellent. I like it. Race six, we have the Energy West Social Club handicap. 1400 meters for the graduation 60 pluses so um interesting um is this the biggest field of the day 13 runners um interesting interesting race we have some horse some race fit inform horses some real seasoned campaigners and then we've got this real wild card cerise and white first upper called inspirational girl with with two sort of rain affected pinjara wins to her credit uh, last preparation this it's going to be there's going to be a lot of opinions in this race it's going to create quite a quite an interesting exciting market um i wonder how it's all going to play out terry do you have any any strong views on, on exactly what 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 the punters should be looking at here. Well, Inspirational Girl, both trials were okay. Well, the first trial was pretty average. The second trial was um, a clear improvement. But I always worry when a horse has won at 1,200 at its previous uh, or a sprinting trip at its previous uh, or first campaign and, and it races first up at 1,400. To me, that just says maybe they feel it's a little bit more dour. And dour is just a nice way of saying the horse is slow or not going as well in my mind. So I, I, I was pretty keen to take on Inspirational Girl. I was hoping um, the market uh, makers went up a bit short and put her up sort of 2, 2, 20, 2, 30, obviously being two from two with a nice hole and, and pike. And the Cerise and White, but she has gone up around that 3, 320 mark, um, which is probably about her price in a race that doesn't have a heap of um, a heap of depth. But I'm pretty keen to take her on here, still at around that quote. Uh, I just I just worry exactly where she um, is at as a horse. Um, so we'll probably look around her here. But in saying that, I'm not coming at anything with a huge amount of enthusiasm. Um, Dicoletto is the one which I've landed on on top. Um, Chrissy Graham again. He's a, I think Chris. If, this if could he, be a big day for it, Chris. It really yeah. could be, yeah, for Chris and the Pierces. So um, I know they've got a lot of time for him, and um, he does a lot of work for him. Obviously, and he has so, written a heap of winners in Tasmania. Yeah, probably. he has. Yeah. He has. So, but the reason I'm I'm with Dicoletto, and even from the awkward sticky gate, is that I think this is a horse that needs galloping room. I would prefer eleven than one uh, for Dicoletto. Is if you ever have seen him. Um, in the flesh, he's a big, gangly, awkward-looking type. He's like a spider mm. Burton. He used to play for Freo, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big spider Burton type. That uh, he just needs the room. So I think Noski rode him once last campaign, 
when he sat out sort of three and four deep most of the trip, but that was probably, well, it was his best run um, by a long way. So the aim here in a race lacking a heap of speed will be to go and find the outside the leader. Uh, failing that, maybe even sit three deep, no cover the trip. I think he'll keep coming and plugging and plugging and plugging. I'd want, I think he's around $6 at the moment. I'd want a little bit better than that to get involved, to be honest. And I think this is a race you wait for the day, you review a pattern. If they really are making heavy ground, I want to switch and go to Megadon. Um, Well-deserved win last start, Peach. I bet on all campaign, I jumped off last start to back. He's a gunslinger who then won yesterday. So that's my little wins over and done with. But I think he's actually um, better suited at the 1400 than the 1200. Uh, He's a gunslinger, made that form look good. Yesterday, um, and I think it again at close to ten to one with only fifty four and a half uh, on his back. Um, that's the way I'd be looking. So, if uh, if there if it's suiting horses on speed, I'll be looking at Dicoletto. If it's suiting horses uh, coming from the back, I'll be looking at Megadon Beach. But nothing too um, nothing too exciting either way. Sure. In my in my preview that I released this morning, Inspirational Girl was my on top selection. Um, just just got that got that feeling that she's going to step up to the mark on on race day you're not and in I, the vortex again are you Major? well perhaps but in saying that the the price is just is just not there for me i was really i was i was thinking that they might be looking to lay her uh first up with it with with a few question marks so i had her marked 450 mm. which was um which was about generous what, what i was looking for so I, I, she's probably not going to get there which is a good thing because it makes me look outside of the square for value which i seem to have found in a couple of runners on speed tough on paces geiger gem and black shadow I thought Geiger Gem was a bit stiff the other day, just got couldn't work his way into the race. He's a bit of a one-batter, um, had a horse up uh, three wide that was just impacting his ability to improve into the race. He looks primed to to um, to produce a peak performance. Fourth up with Harvey on, on board, might even find the front and try and grind these into the ground. Black, sh- sorry, Terry, you want to jump Harvey's in? very suitable, I think, yeah. for Geiger Gem as well. Really suitable jockey, so. Exactly, yeah, and... Um, Black Shadow second up. Uh, look out for sh- really sharp improvement from this fellow. They'll be positive from uh, J- Jason Brown. Will be positive from from Gate Four. He's going to get a really nice run on on um, just stalking the leaders. Look out for him um, running a big race. Both those horses are above ten or eleven dollars at the moment, which is which is quite nice. Outside of those, I'm I'm um, one of my Maddies perhaps. Um, when we do our Maddie section, might be King's Authority finally draws a gate. Um, could, could run a cheeky race at a at a price as well. But um, I, I did have Inspirational Girl on top, as I said. Don't like the price, so I'm looking to shop around her. So at the moment, my thoughts are uh, uh, around Geiger Jam and Black Shadow at uh, above each way odds. I like it, Beach. I like it. Dicoletto, Megadon for me, but definitely um, throw BJ's uh, Ruffy Geiger Jam in your quaddy because uh, Harvey is a great jockey change for that type of horse that needs a, needs a bit of muscle put mm. into it and needs to be really uh, reminded that it's there. The Pontiff, yeah, he, he should suit that horse. So uh, we move on to the feature of the day, the, the Perth Cup lead-up, the yeah. GA Towton Cup. Just a reminder uh, about the uh, the... Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. If mm. you want to be crowned this week's Mastermind, the questions were three questions were earlier in the show. We'll also put those um, questions on our Twitter feed, so you don't have to backtrack and go again. I would have got one of those right, Beach. So I'm uh, I'm not this week's Mastermind. I think you'll find. 
it'll be interesting to, to, to see who steps up to the plate uh, <laughs> this week because um, it's, a, it's, it's a big title up for grabs. So if you want to be the mastermind, uh, get involved. Uh, the Mundaring Hotel, you get your $100 gift voucher to use um, Heart of the Hills since 1899. The GA, the GA Towton Cup has been run been won by some pretty pretty fair horses over the journey and has provided a solid um, guide as to Perth Cup fortunes Mm. in the past. I hope this one doesn't because this isn't uh, a race that excites me at all, Beach. Uh, The best ride will win. Um, Taxigano missile launch. Spiritual Warrior will be be improving after it came back from its Kalgoorlie Cup win. And um, Forceful will be improved as well. So will Firefox. Um, No interest, Beach, whatsoever. That's it for me. It's just, it literally will come down to the best ride in the race. Uh, They're sort of forced to tip something. It, taking in turns this morning. It's 100% right? just a yeah. taking in turns. So I'm forced to tip something, it'd be Spiritual Warrior. But um, that's purely because I think it's got more improvement on it after a little let up post Cal Cup. But uh, yeah, no no interest here. AJ? Taxigano won the uh, Tats Cup, 1800, and he really probably he really should have won the other day, the Gold Cup. He, he lugged in on, on, the, on the point of the turn and just got just got stuck behind heels, and in that moment, Paddy Carberry was clever enough to whip around him and put him in a pocket on the eventual winner, missile launch. Once Peter Hall eventually was able to, he sort of he's a funny old horse, Taxigano. Peter Hall had to sort of yank him his right rein and get him out into the clear. And once he found galloping room, he came again on the line. He's just he's a tough stayer who's in. I don't think he's ever raced better. Like he's flying this horse. Uh, what would you call him? A war horse? Baby? He is a war horse, mm. but he, an iron horse. And but he's, it's funny because he he sort of almost loses momentum uh, on the bend. Um, he's gone six hundred to go every single start, and yeah. uh, and Hawley sort of suits him. Uh, he was just a bit stiff in that. And Paddy Carberry, like hats off, that was a good ride on missile launch. He saw Peter Hall in trouble on Taxigano and just went bang, put him in the pocket and uh, won the race because of it. I think Taxigano Hawley will keep him uh, out of trouble and in a rhythm, uh, hopefully with plenty of galloping room. I'm locking him in as the winner. The other horse that I think will improve significantly is Spiritual Warrior, the Kalgoorlie Cup winner. Nice run, second up from a break um, when leading them up in the um, in the uh, in the Tats Cup last start. He will um, he will come on further, find the front, and he's pretty hard. He's a very hard horse to get past. Uh, once he finds the front and he's when he's rock hard fit. So for me, I think it's going to turn into a war between Spiritual Warrior and Taxigano. And my gut is that, my gut feel is that Taxigano is going to outmuscle him late. Um, and um, yeah, and maybe maybe both these horses, uh, when they slide down onto the minimum in the, in the Perth Cup, might be third or fourth chances, something like that. But I can't see it being a very good guide as to the Perth Cup winner No, myself, de- Terry. Definitely not, Beach, definitely not. Just had no idea why you were talking. Maybe the uh, the go here for all those Betfair uh, live players could be to back Taxigano on the bend when it looks beaten. Because while it looks beaten, it tends to not be beaten and it might trade at a price. So something I'm going to look at on the day, I think, Beach. We'll keep track of that. That yeah. will be we'll, we'll, that'll be yeah. interesting to, to follow the the few Arthur Mortimer runners uh, when because a few of his like Kiropol used to be beaten. Abel Dane's not racing as well at the moment, but a lot of his look beaten a long way out, but they keep on coming. Mm. Type of horses you can probably um you can probably trade live well about. So so yeah, unfortunately not a vintage Town Cup, no. but something will win. We've got to try yeah. and find it too. Hopefully, hopefully. So it's race eight time, and you know what this means Terry. It's the get out stakes, I believe. The get out stakes. Yeah, it is the get out stakes. S T E A K S. So uh, for for the Market City Meets, get out stakes, uh, you get your um, gourmet 
uh, beef package, Amelia Park, New York strip loin beef from Timmy Hewitt at Market City Meats. The catch is you have to tweet us at the 1-1-pod your who will win the last race and a decimal winning margin. If you can, can do that, you're involved in the get-out stakes and you are in the running for some of the best stakes that you'll ever come across. So pretty popular little competition, Terry, the get-out. And um, look, look, the way that this the, – the, the tricky day that, that – uh, will unfold prior to race eight. We will be looking to get out. So no, we won't. We'll be a long way in front beach. Okay. Yeah, let's have a positive attitude. The glasses are half full. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, I am. Um, first of all, I, I think I've got to take on the favourite here. I, I think with the get out stakes, if you are going with flower or war, the key will be uh, to really think about your margin mm. because uh, I think it'll be a very popular selection. On the other side of the thing, if you go the um, if you go for another runner and uh, you do happen to pluck the winner, you might not even need to get the margin correct because there might uh, there might be that much popularity with the favourite here. Just from barrier 10, I have some concerns um, from a speed map point of view. Fitness first up. I really like Harvey going on for um, Benny Patterson. I, I, I make a... It's pretty common. If, if Harvey goes on to a, a leader, I, I see that as a big positive. He's a, he's a strong rider. He, he's a strong whip rider. Uh, he gets the best out of the horses that can um, roll along and in front. But um, I have some worries with Dia Della Arza from five, Cool Serenity from three, more aces from one, all drawn underneath. All I can't see any of those horses just saying, right, you, you have the top, Paul. You know, it's all yours. So at best... Um, and I, I don't think Johnny Reynolds would have come down from Jero, albeit this is the travelling partner for Big Shot Paddy. Just to, just to hand up, I, I can't see any advantage in, in handing up. So while Cool Serenity can't win the horse race, um, it could be the absolute fly in the ointment for Flower of War here. So I, I think at best he lands on the outside of um, of one of those uh, three runners, but there's a chance uh, Harvey gets caught deep or even tries to tuck in, which would be against... Uh, which wouldn't utilise his major assets. So looking elsewhere here, Beijing one, I'm actually keen to get involved each way. Um, and that is um, another old war horse in Settlers Creek. Um, so drawn, he's drawn six. Drawn underneath him is four speed horses. Also drawn underneath him is Star Value. So Star Value is a returning, hasn't raced for nearly three years, I think, the 2018 yeah. Perth Cup. So I think they'll be just sending him around. He'll probably be out the back. This should mean Chloe can actually get right across um, and land on the outside of probably Khan, I think. Maybe in six, seventh. Doesn't need to be as far from them um, as he usually is. This horse really goes well for Chloe. Tends to go well fresh, did so. Tends to have a flat spot second up, did so. Tends to go really well third up. If this race is over 1,400, I'd just about declare it. Um, the fact that it's over 12 as an older horse, I do prefer um, the older horses getting up to their preferred journeys, but really... Quick, quick back up. It really, it does look like this is this is the race yeah, that they're, they're think, targeted. Yeah, yeah, 100% it does. And, and I think he's fully aware that this horse probably goes better for Chloe than it does for Troy. So carried big weights against better horses, sat deep last campaign at this stage of the prep and was winning. So at around the $8 mark, um, very, very, very happy being on each way, Beach, And um, that'll be me and the get-out stake. Settlers Creek by... Point one of a length. Okay. Just to fall in, yeah. Just to get there. So Flower of War is is the class runner. She had an exceptional three-year-old campaign, first up on, on Saturday. She ran some really high-rating race uh, performances, put, produced some really high-rating performances last, last time in against really solid quality opponents. Her, has had two trials, 
leading up to to her first up assignment on on Saturday. Like Terry, it is a bit of a sticky map. I think though we they'll trust her strength and her gate speed to find outside leader. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I think that's where pretty she'll, reliable she'll, beginner. Yeah. She'll eventually, and even if Dia Delarazzo is outside leader initially, perhaps the twelve hundred Patty might look just to track uh, the favourite. Flower of War into the race. Mm-hmm. If that happens, um, she's just going to be she's going to dominate, control the race from that outside leader position, and um, she's going to be really, really hard to beat. Uh, I'm actually two seventy five. Did you have a price at all for Flower of War? Um, two two seventy. Two okay, all right. Two sixty. Two sixty. Four dollars seventy five. Settlers Creek. But I had Supreme Force just behind those two, and then a gap to the rest. Like, yeah. I had a real, real, real big gap to the rest. So yeah, I'm going to stick with Flower of War, even though um, this is first up Miller when it has been second up Simon recently. So didn't have a winner um, in the Tab Touch Master Series either. So uh, lots of place getters. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm 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 thinking Flower of War is the way to go in the last. Settlers Creek, very scared of Settlers Creek. As you said, Terry, I would have loved this to have been 1,400 and then he would have been easily my on-top selection. But he can win. Uh, outside of that, Supreme Force is in really good form for the for the Pierce brothers. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping for above 275. If we, if we can somehow jag $3 Flower of War, that'll be a really good play for me. So I'm, I'm happy to stick with the class runner, uh, the quality in the race, and lock in Flower of War on top. Um, yeah. All right. What's your uh, net of margin, Beach, for the get out stakes? Flower of War by 1.7 lengths. 1.7. I like it. You think it's going to uh, do a job on him, do you? Well, uh, yeah. I think it's, I think he's going to land outside leader and Paul Harvey, strong from that position, it's can a, control the it's race. It's a really weak race, let's be Yeah, honest. and, and this horse is a winner. Too. If Cool yeah. Serenity's coming down from Jero and barely double-figure odds, I mean, this is a really weak race. So, um, yeah, that's that's why I like Settlers Creek as an each-way bet. I don't think there's much depth for this, and it's a, it's a pretty reliable horse, Settlers Creek. Yeah, what you see is what you get, so... So it's time for our one bet, our one bet of the day. Not two bets, not three bets. No, just the one. One bet. We've got to be strict on that. Okay, so I'll go first. Mm-hmm. This is this is a really, really, really tough day. Lots of shorties that are probably unders. Lots of lots of at, at the moment anyway. So could easily say a horse like not to be missed, but that's just ridiculous. Dollar eighty, and everyone yeah, will find that's it. So exciting. It's not exciting. It's boring. It's uh, crapola, really. So mm. my one bet. Taxigano in the Towton uh, Cup. Oh, really? If we're going to go to the Towton Cup? Yeah. I'm just coming to terms with the use of the word crapola, first of all. So <laughs> I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't heard that since I was in kindergarten. Um, Terry, one bet. bet for the day. We, oh, it's easy. Sharp Bob. Finding one bet for the day. It's definitely Sharp Bob. You can back it each way at 16 and over $4 a place. Jeez, Beige, I'm, um, I'm exciting myself there. Maddie. Do you have a Maddie? Yes, I do have. Uh, While you're thinking about it, B, I'm going to jump in. I didn't actually mention it in the last, and I um I wanted to do so. I think uh, it's a very, very, very poor horse race, as we've um, alluded to. This is a horse who can run pretty well fresh, and it's probably raced um, at a far higher level than most of these. Uh, tough barrier, big weight. Mitchie Pateman rides, but I think gonna go at about forty to one. Um, you know, as I said, in a race where I really, really think it's thin, thin, thin. 
Um, I don't think um, I don't think he should be forty to one. So Gunner goes my Maddie in the last for the day, Beach. Yeah, that's a that's a really good Maddie. Um, I was sort of lean, uh, heading in that direction as well. Um, for me. Um, He's probably not mad at the moment, but I'm expecting it to get out beyond $20 on the day. Keep a track of the price of Hoboken. Hoboken, in, Hoboken yep. in race three. No, I don't mind that. Third up back to the 1,000. Could be mad. Could be mad. Could be could, could be $20 plus. I imagine it will be on, on the exchange. Yeah, so. I think so. So uh, that's my maddie for the day. But going to go at currently 40 Forty to one mm-hmm. is a is a is a nice little man because he's a he's a pretty smart horse on his day. Yeah, he is. He is. Once he finds form, he tends to hold it too. So um, if it's not this start, it's probably going to be um, in the next couple of outings. Uh, horses to follow, Beach. I think we agree on a couple here. So I'll let you take the uh, take the reins um, with what we're going to watch for in coming weeks. So I think we're we're both in agreement that uh, coming around was a sizzler. First up at Ascot last Saturday. I think when it wins, it potentially wins three or four in a row. It, it will find lengths purely on moving to such a powerful training partnership um, with the program they have there. So, I, yeah, I, I honestly believe coming around could win its next four starts with Pike on it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I actually think he's a real black type horse in the making. Yes. Um, we also both uh, found a nice little maiden mm-hmm. performance the other day. Majestic Hunter from the Reese Radford stable. Terry? RR, yes. No, I really like that. With uh, Katie Whitten, I think, wrote it first up. So the trial before that was uh, was really nice as well. So um, might sneak under a few people's radars um, with a sort of the um, smaller stable. And, and perhaps he, he tends to stick with his jockey. So Katie Whitten might retain the mount there so uh, you might even see a little bit of a, a little bit of a price about that and hopefully we can do a bit of a, a pub brawl like we did uh, on last Sunday not figuratively not Saturday night no, no not Saturday night please no okay so and yeah so that's Majestic Hunter from the Reese Radford stable keep a very close eye on this maiden the other horse which I, I liked and most people would have found but I thought his first up run last Wednesday was really it just sets him up for a good preparation ahead uh, after maybe losing his way a touch is a horse called Kelly's Callisto from the Adam yep. Durant stable. Yeah, nice run. Unsettled yep. over that journey as well. Yeah, look out, look out for him this prep. Yep. Uh, interestingly, we need to mention that the multiple Group One winner Vega, uh, Vega Magic is back in Western yeah, Australia with trial. Sean Casey. Nice trial. Trialed uh, very nicely at Belmont on Monday, uh, but the the top notch trialer that I would like to mention um, for this week's edition of the One One was stablemate Pablo's poem mm-hmm. got a heap really gifted um, now four year old got a heap of ability with some um, good strong form lines he was under a pretty good hold from Paddy Carberry f- chasing home Vega Magic uh, in a fast thousand meter trial on Monday uh, Pablo's poem keep an eye out on him he's a very smart horse I'm going to rain on your parade just a tiny bit here I worry with that yard that a few of their horses run their races in trials they yep. seem to trial they seem to win by big margins and they just don't always seem to put it together on race day I mean we've seen that with Warfish we've seen that with Laverod albeit it's been racing in top company Serious Magic Serious Magic yeah I just I just worry that they try and get too much of them out of, uh, out of the trials rather than peaking them on race day. So um, interesting one to watch. Very talented horse, Pablo's poem, though, Beige. Uh, and for the stayers, 
it's time oh, for the stage. It's yeah. time. We're, we're heading down to the Great Southern where Terry does a lot of his finest work. Now, have you got a few nuggets of gold for I the listeners? I, I do, Bernard. I do, St. Bernard. Um, I don't have the prices as where it's now 11.23 and we've actually ticked over the hour mark. So once again, we've failed in our uh, hopes and dreams. And I'm sorry for the puns that took the sub 60 uh Sub 60 minutes at, uh, at three to one, which was really poor shopping, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but down in Albany, in the first, there's, there's three bets I want to have. One of medium confidence, and that's in race one for the famous Paul Tapper, Renee Forrest combination. Uh, fair force, if you look at um, the form around her, I don't even know what gender it is, Beach. I'm saying her. <laughs> yep, I thought so. I thought it was a filly. Um, if you look at the form around her last couple of runs, it is red hot. Um, the race that Snittitude won two starts back, um, and Snittitude was a four hundred or three or four hundred thousand dollar purchase. Beach, something like that. Mm. It was a very expensive uh, purchase, nonetheless. Anyway, the following horses: Snittitude. This is this race, by the way. This is the top five: Snittitude, Censure, Too Fat, Too Slow, Loki, Ice Trade. Next start: Win, 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 Win. Fair Force, sixth. Fair Force was huge that day as well. Not necessarily um, even worse. I thought it was a better run than half of those horses that have come out to uh, to win since. So then went to Bunbury um, behind Tridenzia. Beaten a long way, but it was a nice run on a day which really didn't suit. So love how it gets him with the uh, three-year-old claim here with just a 54 and a half. Can settle just in behind them. With Star Authoress in the race going down there for Lindsay Smith, it's a $480,000 purchase. We might see four or five to one for Fair Force. A different combination, this horse would be $2.20 type thing. So really keen um, on getting involved in Fair Force in the first. Uh, moving on to race six, Beach. Probably the one I'm, well, not probably, definitely the one I'm most excited about. Speed map point of view, I've got Lady Stingray muscling across and finding the outside of either Magic Opus or Universal Warrior, and I don't think they see her again. Um, loved the first up run in a 70-plus um, behind uh, Excise Free, which form is obviously stacked up. Tyler Conway to Tash Faithful. It'll be aggressive ride, and it'll be Desi's first winner of the season here, Beach. I've marked it at five bucks. I reckon we're going to see double figures opening. I reckon we'll see double figures at jump. Really, really, really keen. Lady Stingray. Uh, the great and it, man. Yeah, Desmond. the great man. And we're going to go with a great man double. Long Knife hasn't found the front um, in such a, such a long time. It's a different horse when it does so. I only want to have a little spec on this one, but I reckon we'll see $40, $30, $40, $50 plus for Long Knife. Little Pung has drawn outside, our buddy boy inside. If Ellie Asfar can get it out the gates and get it rolling out in front on the rail, which is probably a five to one chance on its own, um, he can he can go well. He's been sitting deep and plugging away. He hasn't been beaten long distances. So at forty or fifty to one, as I said, I think he'll be a really big price. Um, I want to have something on. But Lady Stingray, Fair Force, um, in particular, Lady Stingray, giddy up, Beach. Some fill ups on a Friday. Friday, Friday fill ups, I like to call. It. Excellent. The listeners will love that, Terry, especially if Long Knife can lead oh, rail and win what. at huge odds. Just a quick mention: one of my horses to follow from the trials was uh, ex Eastern Stater called Norton. Uh, it's racing first up at Albany in race four on Friday. Vicky Harper, Lisa Staples, Barrier One, trialed sensationally. Uh, its race form can be a bit hit and miss, so but if it's going to win one, it'll win one first up. Uh, not sure about price yet, obviously, but yeah, Norton, put it in your black book tomorrow, mm -hmm. Albany. I like it, Beach. I like it. Well, that brings uh, another episode of the 1-1 to a close, Terry. 
It does, Beach. I uh, apologise to everyone about not uh, being able to skip under the hour mark, but we've uh, probably only about an hour and 10 minutes this week, so we're, we're definitely on the improve, and our form is, uh, is trending in a positive direction. Uh, good luck to everybody over the weekend and on Friday as well. Don't forget about Albany uh, for our Friday fill-ups. Uh, very keen. Once again, I want to reiterate, Sharp Bob Beach at the mid-teens. Very excited about that one from an each-way point of view. But um, I hope you all find a few winners. I hope uh, Australia win the Test match. And uh, until next week on the 1-1. One, one.